Welcome to Dental Assistant Nation, powered by Ignite DA. This podcast is designed to empower, enlighten, and educate dental assistants, helping them have a more fulfilling career and enjoy their day more. Join us as we tackle some of the hottest topics in dental assisting. Now, here's your host, Ignite DA co-founder, Kevin Henry. So welcome to this episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast powered by Ignite DA. My name is Kevin Henry. I'm the co-founder of Ignite DA. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, make sure that you're subscribed to us, whether that's on Google Play or Stitcher or iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. That way you're getting the latest information uh, from these podcasts and the special guests that we bring on to help you as a dental assistant be more empowered and to tackle your day in a more productive way. And one of those guests that I'm really thrilled to be uh, talking to today is uh, not only a, a great supporter of dental assistance, but also a dear friend, and that is Samir Basin, who is the Vice President of Strategic Alliances for Care Credit. How are you, my friend? I am doing fantastic. Thank you. Thank you for having me on this. And I just kind of, I'm honored. I appreciate well, it. <laughs> well, I haven't grilled you yet, so I hope, I hope you still with me. <laughs> Um, you know, I, I always ask for my guests to kind of just give a real quick uh, elevator pitch on who they are and how long you've been in the industry. So if you don't mind doing that, that'd be awesome. Oh, absolutely. So I have been fortunate enough to be in dental profession for about 16 years now and 13 of those 16 years with uh, care credit. I, I was a uh, rep. I got to call on a lot of our dental offices, <clears throat> work with a lot of the teams. Uh, then I managed a team in Texas, Louisiana, Arkansas, and Oklahoma. And the last four years, I have had the, actually coming up almost five years, boy, time flies. Um, <laughs> I've had the opportunity and the pleasure of working with key opinion leaders like yourself, Kevin, who, who are the influencers who are, who've taken the education route to help this profession, to help the team members. And we feel very strongly about it. I personally feel very strongly about it because, <clears throat> you know, I, my, my, big, my big thing is that it's not dentistry that's expensive. It's not getting it done is. And, mm. and with that, it's not just one person's role. And, and, and dental assistants and the team members, they all play a key role in making sure that happens. Uh, and so I, when I get to work with and all the influencers takes their education, take their education back to our team, to our, to our doctor's teams. That's what I get to do. So I'm, I'm, I love what I get to do. So it's, uh, it's, I have no complaints. And I get <laughs> well, to work with people like you. <laughs> well, and, and, and again, I will say that Samir has been a, a, a huge advocate for dental assistance and the role that they play with, third-party financing, as well as talking to patients about how to actually take that next step and get the care that is recommended to them by the, the, the dentist, by the, uh, by the hygienist, by others in the practice. You know, the assistant played such a key role with that. And, and Samir, I know, I know you, like you said, you've worked with so many practices. You've seen so many things that have worked and haven't worked in practices. When it comes to case acceptance, whenever it comes to talking about third-party financing and the role that that plays, and I guess I'd love to start this conversation just by asking you, when it comes to scripting, whenever it comes to words that, that can make such an impact from the dental assistant 
on the patient whenever it comes to actually accepting that case. What are some of the things that you found and some of the things that you would suggest, especially knowing that third-party financing is in the, the hip pocket and is a possibility to help that patient? Absolutely. So I'm actually going to go more, not something I wish I could say I came up with this idea, but because of uh, what I got to do over the years and working with offices and looking at, so that's what I did and that's what our reps do is is uh, get those best practices of what's happening. How are people saying it? How are they presenting it? Not only just patient financing, I'm just talking about everything. Because money is actually, honestly, is actually an easier part for us to fix. Money can be fixed hmm. easy, the, 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 the lack of it, right? We are, that's what CareCred can help do. But the biggest reason where, what I have come to found over the years, the number one reason why a patient does not accept the recommended care is, is actually not money. It's the value of, of hmm. the treatment that's been recommended. Now, I know that's a pretty subjective way of saying, what is value? What does that even mean? Um, I'm going to use as an example, you know, uh, Kevin, in this scenario, you just, when I ask you a question, you say, nope, I don't like that company. So okay. do you, do you like Starbucks? No, not at all. Okay. Okay. So, so you don't like Starbucks, but let me ask you another question. Can you afford a $3 cup of coffee? Financially, well, sure. nothing about, can you afford financially? Can you afford, right? So, so use, okay. So that's exactly it. So not that it was money was not the reason why you don't like Starbucks or you don't, don't go. I hope I'm okay with using, but, <laughs> but it's, it's the value. You just don't see the value in why should you, why should you spend that kind? So a lot of the times that's where we find is, is the value of dentistry. Um, and the value is that's where the teams come into play. See, I yeah. can't or care credit can't help with the value aspect. We come to the next part when you say, yep, I see why I need it. I totally agree with you, doctor. I agree with the team that this is absolutely something I need to have done. And this is why I need to have it done because, you know, it's for my uh, personal reasons. I have a reunion coming. It's a wedding, whatever that may be, whatever their personal values are as to why. Okay, now that I have agreed that I need this, how do I get it done? That's when care credit comes into play. So, so how do we address the value portion? And that's where I think the dental assistants and the hygienists, the, the, <clears throat> the non-business team members come are hugely influential. So what I have seen over the period of time as to when uh, the doctor goes over, this is the treatment you need and walks away, what happens? What does the patient ask the next next thing to the people that are in the room? Sure. Do you really do you... think I need this? Yeah. What do you think? What do you think? And and they are asking that to our assistants. So 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 I, it can go one or the other way. So if I I'm in hundred percent a believer of the treatment that was recommended is what the patient needs. So I can add on to say, you know what, Doctor Kevin is very conservative. I'm just using uh, uh, paraphrasing, right? It's this is something that you absolutely need because let's keep small problems small. Otherwise, it will only get bad or it can only it will only get worse. So let me ask you a question. Why are you are you concerned about the the treatment, the length of the treatment or the cost of the treatment? Again, just planting and kind of getting an idea where the patient is at. And then patient may come back and say, well, you know, I mean, I was not that sounds a lot that it's going to be a lot of money. Okay, so the, it's the concern is the money. 
but do you have any questions about the treatment that's recommended? No, no, no. I, I do think it's only going to get worse. I understand. But I was not expecting. I, I think it's going to cost a lot of money. And that's where the assistant can come in and easily say, you know what? I totally understand. And I'm so glad that she's, you're, you're looking at that as a reason that something needs to be fixed. We have, you know, Dana in our office, she is the expert. She helps a lot of our patients in not only just getting the dentistry done, but also fitting it into their budget because most of our patients that we get to see every day, you are not the only one, Kevin. You know, it happens more often than you would imagine, but what I want you to know is you are in great hands. What I will do is as we move forward, I will introduce you to Dana and have her go over all the choices and the options we have offer in this office. So it's the process of the handoff. Uh, now, I may not be the, the best verbal wordsmith, but it's, it's, that's the idea. If we can help the patient, because they're already overwhelmed, they're overwhelmed with the treatment that's been recommended, they're overwhelmed probably with the fact that in their benefits are not going to be covered a whole lot of what they need. Um, they were not super excited to come to the dental office to start off with. So how can we help with that? So this is where what I find is like constantly, and, and it's a team effort. I wish I could say it was just the doctor's role or just the assistant's role or just the treatment coordinator's role to help, quote unquote, sell that case, but it's not. It's the, the, the value actually comes from, you know, the patient hearing it over and over again and their experience from the time the phone rang for them to set up the appointment to the time they check out and everybody who connects with the patient in the meantime. So I don't know. I may have gone into like a whole different tangent from oh. from from <laughs> wording and as to where the assistants come into play. I mean, that's where I have seen like highly successful, highly functional offices. They run seamlessly. It's almost like they are the ones calling the shots and the doctors are just there to work. I mean, it's, it's, that's the dynamic almost. And, and honestly, that's not altogether a bad thing. Let the, let the dentist focus on what he or she is, is so well-trained to do and let the team take care of the rest. I mean, that, that's not such a bad thing in my mind. No. And, and, you know, I mean, think about it from a, from a patient psyche standpoint, you know, they look at the doctor and they think that he or she is going to recommend this, $5,000 case, of course, you know, she's a dentist. She probably or he wants to go on this next right. big vacation or wants to buy that next car. They're, the business team is looked upon by the, the patient as, well, they were actually hired to schedule and collect money. So they're not my friends to start off with. And so the only sweet spot that's left is the assistants and the hygienist because they are in that, that, that range where they don't fall into one of those two extremes. Hence, the, the patients conversation with with those two team members and especially with the assistants because they get to spend a whole lot more time with the patient than the other the doctor and or the the treatment coordinator does so so the, the more time i have the more face to face the easier it is and hopefully we can make it for the patient to understand what is recommended why it's recommended and how do we go about it that's when care credit comes into play but that is only if that even becomes a concern, if money is the concern. But that that's where, where I have seen a majority of the time is the loss of communication. Mm -hmm. And we joke in our profession that it's that hallway of amnesia, the green mile of amnesia, that patient leaves the operatory 
gets to the front desk and it's almost like they did not even hear what was discussed in the operatory. <laughs> so they, they forget. So. <laughs> and, and so that's where it makes it even harder to, to accept that treatment recommendation because they are not, they don't know. And if the assistant said, I, I hope most of them don't, but if the assistant said, well, you know, you don't really need all of it. We can probably only do this one right now. So it, so, like I said, it can go either way. They have a very influential position, whether they realize it or not, within within the dental office and especially with the patient, leading up to will the treatment be accepted or not, um, or you know. So, so they do play a crucial role. And you know, I, I've heard you you speak at, at several meetings that I've been a part of, and and I've talked to so many care credit reps around around the country. And there's a statistic that is out there about how often that third-party financing care credit is actually suggested versus the patients that it could actually be suggested for. And and I, I don't want, mean to catch you off guard with this, but I'd love if you could just kind of relay that and maybe talk about why care credit, why third-party financing needs to be discussed more when that financial conversation is happening. So, yes, I mean, it's, it's uh, it's obviously it's more of what we've seen by looking at the numbers and looking at when we take a look at the high functioning offices. Uh, I wish there could I would love to do a, a good study behind it, but it's more from when my personal experience is the when I call the high functioning offices is is it, it, it's more about being proactive about presenting patient right. financing. It's about is are there systems and checks and balances in place. Is there a process in place? So when all of that happens, where we see a, a an office or a team who does really well throughout the year and they don't follow the, fall into the ebbs and flows of, oh, April is really slow, July is really busy for us. I mean, they don't have the ebbs and flows of busy time and slow times, like they're very consistent, is where we find that that patient financing and offering patient financing is right up front and it's consistent. So if it was to be done in a way where on more often than not, we see it like close to seven to ten percent of the patients should be applying for third party financing. And and the reason I say that is because there there's always that group of people who um, are in an office that it doesn't matter whether it's through two thousand dollar treatment or twenty thousand dollar treatment, they may just come and say, you know what, Kevin? Here's the check, here's the cash, or here's put it on my credit card, right? I'm not so much so worried about that. Then there is a group of patients in the in the office where where it doesn't matter, even if you were to do the treatment for free, most of them would not even move forward. So again, there is a group of patients that. So if we were to take those two extreme groups out, good 60 to 70% of the patients are are the ones who may or may not have insurance, may or may not have credit cards, or may or may not have, you know. The funds immediately at disposal to pay for it. But once there is a process in place, and that's when we say like, okay, even if you come close to, if you see 20 patients a, um, a day and 10 of them actually require treatment and uh, the others were evals or follow-ups or whatever that may be, you should have close to one to two people applying on a daily basis. Something, I'm, I'm using more of a percentages mm-hmm. standpoint. So once we do that, that's where it becomes what I call, you know, 
a high functioning offices with systems and processes in place. And, and it, it, it literally is a domino effect of, of making sure that the patients, because ultimately it's all about the patient. It's, if we keep the patient up front and, and on top of our, run our business around them, that's what makes everybody tick. And that's what is, it personally, in my view, is a formula for, for the ones who do really, really well is because it's like, okay, what do we need to do in order to, for patient to have this experience? We need to have X, Y, and Z systems in place. And when it comes to patient financing, we should be applying. We should be offering it if we offer it to everybody and make it make sure it's part of our process and it's part of our system. More often than not, they'll be surprised that we did a study long time ago where really only like 10 or 12% of the patients um, in, a, in a dental office actually were a care credit card holders. Mm-hmm. So, so, so again, the percentage is very small, but it's only once you do that, I'm, so I'm talking like you don't have to have everybody be on care credit or on third-party financing of some kind for you to be really successful. The, the key element is not how many times, the key element is how often is it being presented. Yeah. And, and where, when I used to call upon offices and I get to co-travel with some of our reps now, I would say it's more of an afterthought than as part of the process. It's more about, hey, Kevin, we take check credit card and cash. How would you like to pay? And then if Kevin says, well, you know, uh, let me think about it. Let me go home and talk to my wife and I'll talk about it and I'll call you back. Then it becomes, okay, I'm, like I said, what I have seen a majority of the times, oh, we also have care credit or here's a brochure if you want to go home and look at, look at it and, and call us back. So that's really not a great process because if it is, if the team believes that is the right treatment and, and it's something that would really help the patient, then it always helps to have that conversation, the money conversation in the office so that the, nothing is lo- get lost in translation when Kevin is going over and discussing it with his wife and saying, I went to Dr. Smith's office, it's going to be $5,000. The next question I know my wife would have asked me is like, what well, does it hurt? And I'm going to say no. And it's like, okay, then it's really not that important. Do you see how, the, how just something that I was a-okay with at the dental office all of a sudden is, okay, I'll think about it scenario because because money, I believe it that I need it, but money is where uh, was a hurdling, was a hurdle and which could have been addressed in the office. Well, so. and, and I, will, I will tell all of you listening right now that my mom, who is 76, uh, the reason that she went ahead with some work that she needed done at her dental practice is because, and true story, the dental assistant suggested care credit as an option for their finances, which are limited. And I, you know, personally, <laughs> personally, I know the impact that, that care credit can have on a patient's ability to proceed with treatment. And I also know personally that it's that dental assistant who can often push that patient over to the side of, yeah, let's do this. So, you know, uh, I, I personally, well, and, and, and it's true. And, you know, and, and Samir, just uh, as we wrap up here, I know that there is an opportunity for care credit reps to come into the practice and kind of evaluate 
how these practices are using care credit and how they can be using it better. Mm-hmm. Um, and could you talk for just a moment yeah. about that and maybe how the dental assistant could maybe push for that to happen in his or her practice? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's exactly what the reps usually do. They are not out there to sign up new offices. Of course, we would be happy to bring those unenrolled doctors into our network, but primarily their day in, day out is is helping the offices who are already part of our network is how can we help fix those systems and how can we help provide those resources to them to to fix the challenges that they may have in their office? Is it cancellations? Is it no-shows? Is it whatever that may be? And of course, you know, patient financing. So they are not, I always say is use them as an extended extended part of your team. They're actually your free employees. Um, have them say, can you come in, Samir, can you come in and do a lunch and learn with our team or do a training with our team so that we understand this is our focus for 2019. This is what we would like to accomplish. This is where some of our challenges are. Have something for them so that they can help you fix it. And money, if, if, if financing is where uh, some of those problems and challenges can be fixed, they would be happy to to go over not only the what and the how, but also if need be, they will do trainings multiple times. They will bring the white papers. They can uh, refer to the resources that can help them have that verbal skills. I mean, we have tools and resources that we develop all the time. And most offices don't even know about it, even though we do a huge amount of marketing around it, because again, it's a care credit or patient financing is a very small portion of their day. So. I totally understand that it's it's not on top of mind every single time. So that's what they can do. I always I highly recommend is to call your local rep and say, hey, I know there is more we can do. I know. I mean, I say the best way to figure out if you're utilizing patient financing in the most optimum form is to take a look at your schedule this week or earlier this week and see how many patients did not move yeah. forward with the treatment. Take a look at your diagnosed and unscheduled report. You know, the patients that are on there are already the patients who you've had some relationship, were diagnosed with cases, and the treatment is still sitting on the book. So obviously, there's a reason behind it. Is it the verbal skills on – the numbers don't ever lie, right? I mean, they, they yeah. tell you a story if the story is told correctly. So So they can help. Our reps can actually help you uncover that and realize and recognize what those patterns are, where we are at and what are some of the challenges that are right now faced in the office. And hopefully the, the, the team can, can corroborate and collaborate with them so that they can come in and do the, like I said, do the lunch and learn, do the training, kind of help them show what their demographics they are attracting, what is the average credit score that they, their patients are, what, how many applications, um, what is the, the consumer around them, what kind of uh, patient behavior, consumer behavior are around in that, those demographics where their offices may be, because not everybody is in affluent part of town and not everybody is in a uh, town, area of town where there's more yeah. opportunity, right? It's, it's just such a mix of patients that come through. But as a business owner, as a doctor, as a team, you, we get so focused on what's coming through the doors that we assume that's all we are attracting or are getting, but our, our reps can actually help put some numbers behind it. So help bridge that perception and reality gap. Well, and, you know, we always talk about here on this podcast about using those sales reps as extensions of your own team. 
And this is a perfect example of that. Reach out to your care credit rep, a great lunch and learn, a great opportunity for you all to sit down and really kind of maybe have the scales fall off your eyes about what is really going on in terms of patients and case acceptance and where you all could be as a business versus where you are right now. So Samir, thank you so much for being on today. I really appreciate your time. My pleasure. Thank you. And anything we can do, we would love to be part of that team and part of that network and be that resource. So look forward to to hearing from you and from from and the audience. Just as a reminder, reach yeah. out to your sales rep, general assistants. You all have this power. And this is why we bring people like Samir on just to remind you of all the resources that are at your fingertips to help you and your business succeed. So just want to thank you again for, for being a part of this episode of the Dental System Nation podcast powered by Ignite DA. Make sure you subscribe to us. Make sure you're giving us some love, some, some ratings. If you like what you're hearing, if you like the direction you're going, make sure you tell your friends. Make sure you share the social media wise. Make sure that you let us know what you want to hear in future episodes. Because when we all learn together, together we rise.